It's not a case of you look at it and it tells you what you're going to do for a job. That's not what your human design tells you. But it does give you so much insight into the gifts, the qualities, the attributes, and equally how you will thrive and bring that to life. And as you live your design, you become more and more in alignment with your design. All of these gifts begin to flourish. They begin to open up. And all of this stuff that essentially you're meant to experience is is here coming to life in your design. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Life by Your Design podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Boyd. I'm a master hypnotist, human design reader, and I'm here to help you play with convention, tap into your purpose, and live life by your design. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Life by Your Design podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about human design. If you've been following the podcast or watching what I do, then you're probably aware that I talk about human design quite a lot. And today's podcast is going to be useful if you either find yourself in the bucket where you've got no idea what I'm talking about, or perhaps you've downloaded your chart and you're now going, I have no idea what I'm actually supposed to make of this. Or perhaps you've actually been on your human design journey for a little bit of a while now but you're keen to have a little bit of a reset on what it is and also what the value of human design actually is. So that's what we're going to be covering. If you don't have your chart, then you can get it for free on my website. You just go to the Get My Chart tab at michelleboyd.com. You can get it there. It's absolutely free of charge. That will be linked in the show notes for you as well. So let's jump in. So the thing with this stuff is there is lots of different tools, essentially, for you to learn more about yourself. And, you know, if we were to rewind back 10 years, I was very much into the Myers-Briggs 16 personalities tool. And I used to get everybody in my team at work to do it. And I found it really useful, actually, for understanding some of the things that are quite important in my team of people at work. I used to love guessing how people fitted into that in my life. You know, then there's other things such as DISC. I'm actually a DISC practitioner. If you're in corporate, you've probably had your DISC profile done at some point, part of your personal development process. And then there's so many others as well. I also use meta programs. There's the Enneagram. There's lots of different ways that you can use to explore yourself. And from my point of view, I feel like as long as you're using these as a tool to build awareness, so it's just another lens through which to experience yourself and build awareness around who you are, the way you show up, the behaviors you have, et cetera, then that's a very useful tool. And then whether you go on to do anything with that awareness, well, that is completely down to you. And human design is something that I came across a few years ago, and I have personally found it to be the most useful of all the tools I have ever touched in this space. And one of the reasons for that is because human design is not your personality. It doesn't tell you your personality. It's not about your psychology. In fact, what it tells you is how you take energy in and how you move it around your body. It's your energetic blueprint of you here in this lifetime. We'll dig into that in a little while for you. But before we do that, let's talk about where human design actually comes from. So human design is created from four different components. So the first one is the I Ching, the Chinese I Ching. 
In English, it's known as the Book of Changes. And this is one of the oldest divination texts in divination texts, even in China. It's a real classic. And what it has in it is 64 hexagrams, which are used for guidance and decision-making. And those 64 hexagrams correspond to the 64 gates that you will see in your human design chart. And you'll see those gates as little numbers that sit inside all of the shapes. Some of them will have a black circle around them. Some of them will not. That's the first place. The second part that actually makes up human design is the Hindu chakra system. And that is where the shapes or the centers that you see on your design come from. Then we have the Kabbalah tree of life, which provides the circuitry, which is essentially the lines that connect those shapes. And then the other component is modern astrology, which is, of course, what you need your time and date of birth and place of birth to be able to get your chart, but also what you experience and what's activated and amplified through your chart will change depending on astrology. So they're kind of all the components that actually bring it together. It was created in 1992 by a guy called Raj Uruhu, who I believe his real name is Alan. It's Alan. But he, he wrote it under that name. So that's essentially where it comes from if you're kind of wondering, how did you get this body graph that looks like it does? So then, if it's not your personality, if it's not your psychology, if it doesn't kind of say, this is how you behave as such, then what about it is actually really useful? So I would answer that question by saying there's three things that I think human design can be really, really useful for. So if any of these resonate with you, you might want to start to explore it. The first one is to do with your energy. Because as I've said, it's your energetic blueprint. And what I mean by that is it's how you take in energy and how you move energy around your system and the type of energy that you actually have available to you. In your human design, there are four motors, and these particular motors have different types of energy that they move through. So some of this energy is a continuous flow of energy. Some of it is a pulsating energy. Some of it comes in waves, for example, and it's all a little bit different. We all have access to different types of this energy. So understanding what do you actually have available and how to work with it to get the best results, not end up burnt up and be able to replenish your energy is really useful. And pretty much everybody you talk to, when you ask them how they are, they'll tell you they're busy and a lot of people are very tired. And so understanding your energy, your energetic blueprint in terms of this can be hugely, hugely valuable. Because we are not all the same, even though we sort of have an expectation that everybody turns up in the same way. So you might find yourself over here on one end of the scale where you're looking at other people and just watching the sheer amount of stuff that they get up to, it tires you out. Like it's tiring just watching. Or you could be on the completely other end of the scale where you look at other people and you think, ah, oh, we've barely got started. We haven't done anything on this holiday yet. You know, we, we haven't been that busy at all. And everybody has different energy available to them. And some of that is going to be related to your type and some of that is going to be related to these motors. So it's incredibly valuable if you are in a place where you feel tired and worn out and it almost feels a bit perpetual, it's very useful to understand the energy in your design 
the type of energy you have, how it actually works and how you can then use that energy and replenish that energy to not allow yourself to get into a place of being overly tired, which then starts to impact your health and also your well-being. So that's the first one. The second reason why I would say look into your human design is within all of those 64 gates and all of those centers and all of that circuitry, there is so much information about your gifts, your shadows, your purpose, the themes of your life, your superpowers, your perspective of how you experience the world. So much, so much useful information. So if you are in a place where you're looking to discover yourself, connect to yourself on a much deeper level and get a sense for all of these wonderful things, these gifts and attributes that you want to bring through in this lifetime to impact yourself, your friends, your family, your community, humanity, the stuff that you're here for because it's in your blueprint, it's all sitting there. Now, I will just caveat, as you've probably heard me say before, it's not a case of you look at it and it tells you what you're going to do for a job. That's not what your human design tells you. But it does give you so much insight into the gifts, the qualities, the attributes, and equally how you will thrive and bring that to life through this lifetime. So it's a journey of really starting to contemplate and letting these things come through. And as you live your design, you become more and more in alignment with your design. And there's practical ways to do that. All of these gifts begin to flourish. They begin to open up. And all of this stuff that essentially you're meant to experience is is here coming to life in your design. The other way, the third way that I would say that it's very useful is that what your human design tells you is how your aura interacts with the quantum. Now you could say the quantum, you could say the universe, God, source, spirit, whatever the word is that feels right for you. Human design, by the way, is, is not religious. It's not a spiritual system as such. And if you do have a religion or a spiritual belief system or not, it can sit absolutely alongside that. But essentially, if you believe on some level that there is something bigger than us as humans, it is that something bigger that is actually communicating with you and your aura. And through human design, through something called your strategy, the quantum or the universe or God or spirit or source or whatever that bigger thing is, is effectively giving you breadcrumbs to lead you on your life path. And if you follow these breadcrumbs, the correct breadcrumbs, then you will end up in the direction of your sacred purpose or what you're here to do. So we actually have the strategy, which is how we interact with the quantum for these breadcrumbs. And then we have something called authority or inner authority. You'll see it written on the charts. And that's the way that you personally decide which of these breadcrumbs is actually correct for you to follow. And then finally, we've got something called signature, which I always think is your way of measuring, did I really make the right decision? So you watch the strategy, you follow your authority, and then you get a test because you actually get to sense through your signature Am I in the right place doing the right thing with the right people? Is this the right choice for me or is it not? So these three components together are absolutely fantastic for you living your design, stepping more into your human design, which activates everything, 
but it also gives you your decision-making method. Because once again, we are not all the same. And the thing about human design is that we're not actually working from our heads in it. We're working from our body. And one of the reasons that we find ourselves really getting off on the wrong course in life is because we allow the head to get in control. It's very busy. It's very noisy. We all know this. Got an opinion about everything. And it leads us off in the direction sometimes that it's not supposed to lead us. And that's why we find ourselves in situations which ultimately don't pan out quite as we'd hoped or don't lead us down that sacred purpose path that we want to get to. However, your authority even actually allows you to tap in and make those decisions from your body. So you can learn how to switch the head off and then make decisions from the body to really follow the things that you're meant to be following in this lifetime. And I'll give you an example of how this can sometimes play out, right? Because we're heavily conditioned by our heads and by what society expects us to actually do. So perhaps you are offered a new job and you tune in to your authority and your authority says, no, this one's not for us. However, your head jumps in and your head is saying things such as, we're going to take this job. It's a much better salary increase than we were expecting. You know, it's a jump up in authority. It's going to look really good on our CV. And you know that you wanted to get a mortgage. And so this is really going to help towards it. And so you override your inner authority. You let the head take over and you take the job. And then invariably what happens is down the line, when the novelty of that job has worked off, you realize probably not supposed to be here. It probably wasn't quite the right decision. And a lot of the time, you know, People will say things such as, I want to get out of my head or my head is so noisy. But then when we get into, okay, how do you do that? That's where people get a bit stuck. But if you follow your authority, which is your body-based decisions, and it's, it's, it's specific to you, there's a number of them, but not everybody has the same one, then you can start to tune into your body. And this extends to your ability to tap into your awareness, your intuition, whether you call it your gut sensation or it's sort of a a sixth sense as such. Because as well as having authority in your design, there's three awareness centers in human design. We have the spleen, the ajna, and the solar plexus. And they are centers through which we have awareness. We take that in. And again, this awareness can be really, really useful for you to bring in if you're trying to work out what is next for you. And so a lot of people are just in their heads, going around in circles, can't work out what's next. You can't think yourself to something. And perhaps you need a little bit more information or perhaps you need other knowledge and input that guides you in a safe way. And I've found this part of human design also really, really interesting because all of us are intuitive. All of us have these gut instincts. All of us have a sixth sense. It's just that some of us listen to it a little bit more frequently and more easily than others do. But you can start to get a sense through these three awareness centers of how that sort of information is coming into you. And I'd like to give you a couple of examples actually around what I mean by this and how if you can follow these sort of intuitive hits that you get, how incredibly valuable it can be. So If I tell you a story 
This was almost two years ago. I may have scraped my car slightly. I can tell you that no other cars were hurt in this, just my pride. But anyway, I scraped my car and I took it in to get a quote here in Byron for it to be fixed, resprayed. Anyway, turns out it was a really big number and they were going to need my car for a week. So I'm just very aware that I don't know very much about cars. It's not one of my areas of expertise. And I wanted to get a second quote to make sure that I wasn't kind of being screwed. So I contacted a friend who'd lived in the area for a long time and said, hey, where can I take my car where they're going to give me a really you know, fair quote and they're not going to try and screw me? And so he provided me with this particular mechanic. Now, here's the thing. Shortly after this, my birthday was coming up and I was going to be going to Stradbrook Island with some girlfriends to celebrate my birthday. For those of you that aren't Aussies, Stradbrook Island is a beautiful island, a ferry ride off of Brizzy. So from where I live, it's kind of a two and a half hour drive. You jump on the ferry, you shoot over, and it's a really nice couple of days away. Anyway, I knew that we weren't going to be taking my car. We were going to be going in a friend's car for this trip. And knowing that I actually needed to leave my car for a good week because I'd managed to scratch more than one panel, I thought, you know, it makes perfect sense actually for me to drop my car in. There was lots of reasons, and I won't go into them all now on the podcast, why it made really good sense for me to drop that car in for it to be fixed while I went away to Stradbrook Island. However, I had a very specific one-off intuitive hit that simply said, don't take your car. It was very strong and it came just once, which is how the spleen tends to speak to us. Now, I always follow these things and I followed that. And what's interesting is that usually in these situations where often our authority jumps in or you will have some of these hits from some of your awareness centers is that it often doesn't make sense. So the head wants to fight it. But if you can trust these things, it can keep you really safe and keep you on the right path. Because what actually happened was that that weekend of my birthday, we had absolutely torrential rain here in the northern rivers of New South Wales. And when I say torrential rain, it actually was a disaster zone. It was absolute devastation. We had parts of the northern rivers that were under 18 meters of water. People lost their homes, sometimes their lives, their livelihoods. It was absolute and utter devastation in this area. And this rain happened over that weekend that I was away. It was the weekend that flooded the northern rivers around my birthday. And we actually drove back a bit early on the Sunday to make sure we could get down the M1. Now, I'm very lucky that my house is on a slight incline. So my driveway and my house didn't flood. However, the place where my car would have been had I dropped it in ended up being several meters underwater. And I would have absolutely lost my car. It would have completely drowned. It would have been unsalvageable. And this is one of those situations. I had no idea that was going to happen. I hadn't even checked the weather report for my birthday. I didn't even know it was going to be raining when I got this intuitive hit. But it was so strong. Don't take your car, which is why it's so powerful. So, so powerful to follow these. Now, you don't always get to know that the choice that you made to follow your intuitive hit was right. For example, I've traveled all over the world on my own as a single woman to all sorts of places. And I've never, touch wood, ever had anything go wrong. I've never been attacked or 
mugged or, or anything unpleasant. Now, I do lots of sensible stuff. Like, for example, when I arrive in a new city, I never arrive after dark. So I never have to navigate changes and getting to hotels in darkness. Okay, maybe I wouldn't worry so much if I was going somewhere in Europe that I was familiar with. But certainly if I'm touching down in Delhi or, you know, somewhere in Asia or South America, I always arrive in daylight. But what I also do is I really, really tap in to this intuition. And I've always found that when I travel and I'm walking around a city, I will get this. I'll get something that says, walk away, stay in this cafe, walk faster. All of that stuff comes through. And by following it, I seem to have always ended up quite safe. But of course, I never would have known what would have happened if I'd gone down the street or I hadn't left the cafe. I have another example for you, actually. I was in Istanbul just over 10 years ago, May 2013. It was one of my last trips in Europe before I got rid of everything and I moved to Australia. And I was walking with a couple of friends and we walked onto a main shopping street, which connected down from Taksim Square. And as we walked on to that shopping street, I got one of these intuitive hit that said, walk faster. Now, I now live in a world and I now have friends that if I turned around and said, I've just had an intuitive hit, we must walk faster. They'd be like, okay, let's jog. But at the time, that wasn't actually something that I would necessarily have done. So I sort of tried to walk us a bit quicker, but we weren't potentially walking as quickly as we would have walked if I had been on my own and followed it completely. Now, very short amount of time afterwards, there was a tear gas bomb let off at the top of Taxon Square by police because there was a protest happening. We didn't know there was a protest up there. And that tear gas came flooding down that street and we started to smell that tear gas. Now, we were able to hold our breath and lightly jog and make our way out of that cloud. But that's why my intuition was saying, walk faster. So this was, again, one of those instances where I actually have a sense for why I was supposed to be walking faster. So why am I telling you this? Well, hopefully you find these interesting stories. But at the same time, it's because if you are in a place where you are exploring what is next for you, if you feel that you're not quite on the right path and you want to get back into alignment with what you're sort of here to do in this lifetime, what you're supposed to be doing, if you want to start opening up all those gifts and all that purpose, that sacred purpose that you're here for, then you're not going to work it out from your head. There's no amount of what does the world need? What skills do I have? What am I passionate about? That's going to lead you to the right place. And actually, you need to tap into that something bigger because it's giving you all of the clues. It's dropping you the breadcrumbs. It's asking you to follow this path. But the reality is that most of us are not listening closely enough. Or even if we hear the whispers, we're not choosing to actually act on that advice, that insight, that knowledge. So if you are in a place where you're actually ready to start to tap into your awareness, start to tap into your decision-making in a way that's from your body and just begin to put your head a little bit back in its box, then your human design is going to give you some of the tools and the insights of actually how to do it. So other people might tell you there's other reasons why you'd want to know about your human design. 
But just to recap, for me, it's because of your energy. And if you want to learn how to work with and utilize your energy and replenish it more efficiently and effectively, your human design is going to point you in the direction of that. If you are in a journey of wanting to get to know yourself on another level, tap into your purpose, your gifts, your shadow, the themes of your life, the perspectives that you bring, that's in your human design. And then lastly, if you want to start making decisions from your body, building your awareness, your intuition, that sixth sense, and you want to be able to tune in to those breadcrumbs that the universe is actually sending you, your human design is going to practically show you how to do that and live your human design which I think is all quite exciting, really. And I must say that since I have started working with my human design, I've completely changed my business model. So much stuff. It's been so insightful for me to actually understand also why I don't have this unlimited supply of energy available to me and why, honestly, I see the world different to a lot of people. So it's hugely valuable. So then, if you're intrigued, what can you do? Well, as I said, you can get your chart free from my website. It's there. Just go to the Get My Chart tab. You can join me one-on-one. We can start with just a read of your chart or we can work one-on-one to dive deep. And then in January, we have the Purpose Pathway launching, which is going to be the membership community where you can come in and really explore your purpose and all of the aspects that are going to impact your ability to connect to it with a group of people. All of those links are going to be in the show notes. I will be back next week. I do have a little favor to ask. If you have found this podcast valuable, then please do share it and send it on. And if you could go to whatever platform that you listen to podcasts on, if you could five-star review, if you could follow, that would be hugely beneficial as I would love to get this podcast out so that more people can hear it, use it, and hopefully find it useful. Anyway, I'm wishing you a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next week.